This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's another lovely, uh, warm welcome to uh, to Kerry Dixon for the Kerry Dixon Show this week. How are you, Kerry? I'm fine, thank you, Dave, and uh, feeling very good after a couple of comprehensive wins. Well, I say comprehensive, uh, perhaps that's a wrong selection of word, but a couple of wins anyway. Um, great win over Spurs. You know, any win is a win. And certainly, in an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley, um, was a, made it a great weekend. And just to keep the ball rolling in the Premier League. 4-1, it flattered us a little bit, I feel, um, against Southampton, but we took the three points at this stage of the season. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, you know, exactly exactly right, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, any win against uh, Spurs in an FA Cup semi-final would do. And at this stage of the season, with only a few games to go, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd take any win at all against Southampton. But, I mean, l- l- let's look at the Spurs game first shall we because uh you know we were we were quite nervous about that last week and uh you know I was sitting in the pub when I when I heard the rumors uh, that he wasn't going to pick Hazard and Costa um I mean it's easy to look look back with hindsight now and say that it was a masterstroke in a, in a sense but um do you, do you think that was a bit of a gamble um uh, you know leaving those two on the bench for a game against you know a, a very good team and also our, our arch rivals I'm still waiting to hear, uh, you know, and I'm sure someone knows, but uh, actually why he did it. You know, people can talk about masterclass. I don't know whether he's actually connected what his thoughts were prior to the game, Antonio Conti. And I always say football's a results business, so I'm actually going to go down and say masterclass. But, you know, I'm I'm very sceptical about, you know, his managerial decisions as to why. Um, did he not think that the FA Cup was worth it? Did he think that the two of them were slightly off form? Did he think that that was the plan, that they were on form and he was going to bring them on. Was it... I, I really don't know. I mean, I, everyone does uh, press conferences and I'm sure somewhere along the line these questions have been asked. But 
I'm still intrigued because I haven't heard the answers yet. Perhaps you could enlighten me as to why you did it. But nevertheless, I'll move on until you come back on. And, you know, it worked. Um, I would never have left Eden Hazard out or Diego Costa. All right. He could, he could be argued about Costa's uh, goal-scoring form prior to the game. Um, and it could be argued after the game. You know, it was what it was. It changed the game, the pair of them. And, of course, it shook Costa up and he's got his goal against Southampton. And that was what it was. Um, all sorts of things can be made of it. I would be intrigued and only Antonio Conte really knows as to why he did what he did. But we're not going to look at that. But uh, I've got to be honest, I hope he doesn't put the same team out at the start of the FA Cup for him. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, to be really honest, uh, in, in spite of, you know, Costa looking like he's had a bit of a dip in form, uh, I was very worried when I saw that. I mean, I, I've heard subsequently that a, a couple of rumours. One was that, you know, Hazard was carrying a little bit of a knock, which is why he didn't start. And I've heard nothing about Costa, so one can only assume that it might have been to try and fire him up a bit. And if so, it's subsequently worked, so we shouldn't knock that. Um, the other the other rumour I've heard is that uh, in, in, in some sense, he was actually prioritising the league because... Uh, I didn't realise this, but when I, I I can't remember what Italian club it was. It might have been when he was first at Juve, but uh, he he managed to let a six. Uh, well, he he managed to let a, a lead go and lose the title with six games to go. So maybe that was on his mind. The bottom line is, we can sit here and hypothesise it about it for till the cows come home. At the end of the day, we beat Spurs four two fair and square, and that's all that matters. And I have to say, mate, uh, when he brought Hazard and Costa on. Uh, those two players, I th- well, I think Hazard certainly made the difference uh, with that first goal and setting up the second one. So, point proven. It was it was all all right on the end. But I mean, what did you think of Hazard's goal and 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 the impact that he made when he came on? Yeah, well, you know, that's what substitutes are all about. You know, for whatever reason, the manager decides yeah. he wants to change the game. He wants to give the opposition something to think about, something different to think about, and uh, you know, that's exactly what he did. Um, you give them something different to talk about. And, you know, they, they had to think, the defenders were thinking who to pick up, what formation I'm going to play. They were quite comfortable, I have to admit, Spurs, I thought, at the times. And for, for periods of the, of the time, they were the better side, I have to say. Um, we won the game, but, you know, I go back to the league game at our place. They were the better side down there, and we won that game as well. Um, I'm so happy we won. Uh, I, I really am. Um, Spurs will feel a little bit indifferent. Football's about taking chances. We got four goals, they got two. Um, you know, this is what it's about. Hazard's impact, great. He did what he was asked, so did Costa. So every substitute has to go onto the field with the view of doing what they do best, having an impact in the game, and giving the opposition something to think about. And, uh, as you said, point proven and uh, job done. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I I kind of take what you say and I, and I accept it to a degree that, you know, when we when we scored, um, well, actually, really, I would say about it, it wasn't immediately when when he brought Costa and Hazard on, but I I would say that certainly for twenty minutes or so, so Spurs had us under the cosh, and I think you can say yes, they played. Uh, they were the better team for 20 minutes, but I'm not buying this 
absolute nonsense that I've been hearing all week, particularly from Spurs fans. Like, we we deserve to win. We were the better team. We played the better football. Football matches last for 90 minutes. I mean, even irrespective of the fact that we scored four goals and they only scored two, which kind of is the only thing that really counts in my book. But I don't think that they dominated us for 90 minutes solid. I mean, I thought the first 15 no, no, minutes, no. because possibly we didn't play Hazard and Costa, they were quite confused. So, you know, there were periods of the game when they were the better side. I accept that. But I don't think uh, there's... I think it's all not this nonsense about they deserved it, they were the better team. I'm not having that. No, no, no. I, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's goals that win games. I'm, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but we scored four, they scored yeah. two. Um, um, and, and possession, yeah, you know, I absolutely. always ask people about, you can have all the possession you want in the world. Um, possession don't win football matches. Um, sideways passing and all this sort of stuff, that don't win passes. Don't, <coughs> pardon me, don't win games. But there were times when they were looking threatening. There were times they were the better side. You can think back that we were the better side against a recent game uh, against Crystal Palace. When, for my mind, we battered them, they rode their luck yeah. and they actually beat us. You know, so people might say, and certainly Palace fans, we were the better side and they'd be entitled to say that. They weren't the better side, but they won the game. And I'm not going to say we were definitely the better side, but we scored more goals and we won the game. And, you know, the results business thing still runs. Um, we're in the final, they're not. Um, we're where we are in the league. They're where they are in the league. And it's all because of the results they've had over the, over the season. So that's it. Uh, the best team always wins the league over the period of 10 and a half months. That's the way the league goes. And that's, that's in every country. Um, if you've got more points at the end of the term than anyone else, you're the best team. Spot on, Kerry. Can't disagree with any of that. Not that I would anyway. But um, I think just a final, a final bit on the on, on the semi final. Um, you know, obviously Arsenal beat uh, City on the Sunday, um, so we've got them in the final. I mean, who would you have preferred? Would it have been Arsenal or City? Or are you, are you not bothered either way? It doesn't really matter. Um, I've got to be honest. I think I would. I would preferred Arsenal. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. I think it's a, mm. an open final, and they can they both hot and cold. Arsenal. They can be great. I mean, they've already given us a doing this year, um, and you know, it, it is an open game. Um, it's certainly well in our grasp as every game is. Um, once again, it's going to come down to everyone playing their part, and all, all, all the rest. The cliches will come out, but I think City possibly. And people might argue, uh, you know, I think City are a better all-round team. And yet, Arsenal won the game. I think City were definitely, <laughs> what we've been talking about, were the better side on the day. But they didn't get the goals, um, which is surprising. And mm. I have to be honest, I'm glad we got Arsenal. Mm. I mean, to be fair, Kerry, I thought actually Arsenal uh, defended very well. I thought they put in a pretty good performance at the, their, their back three. Um, but I think you're right. I think they rode their luck. I think City can count, them, count themselves a bit unlucky. You know, they had that goal disallowed, which may well have gone the other way on another day. So, but I, I agree with you. I think you know. I think I, I think back to what happened in the league, and I, and I mean, I know we beat them two one, and I know we stitched them up three one away, but uh, they gave us a lot of problems, certainly at the bridge, and yeah. and and you know, they they can play football. So I'm quite no, glad we got Arsenal because I think we just have the Indian sign on Arsenal at the end of the day. Yeah, when I say they give us a bit of a doing, you know, Arsenal can play football and City can play football and you know, we can play football. Um, if, you know, I, I think yeah. back to these games during the league and that, and you think, you know, it's important it comes back to goals when you're having a good period in a game that you, you take advantage and score goals. Because um, the other team are going to have a, a decent period. That's inevitable over the course of 90 minutes. And 
you know, um, that's what we've been doing very well this year. When we have good periods, we tend to get goals. Um, and other teams, when they have good periods, we stood firm defensively. And, um, you know, that's been pretty much our mm. season. You know, there's been times we haven't played great. And there's been times we played very well. But when we haven't played great, we stood firm. And when we're on top of the game, we tend to score goals. So that's been, that's been the major say in our, our season, I think. Yeah, and I've got nothing wrong with that. That's good football in my book. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, let's turn to, to um, you know, uh, I can't even remember when it was now, Tuesday night's game against, you can tell the week I've had, Kerry, can't you? I can't even remember what day it was. Um, but I was there, and it was... It was uh, it was a cracking atmosphere. It was a cracking atmosphere as well. I have to say. I tell you what, you know, Southampton surprised me. I thought they were a decent team and they played really well. I mean, at one all, um, I was getting quite nervous actually, as was the crowd. I think for a little while, they're a decent team. They played well. We scored goals at important times. I mean, the second goal was crucial at yeah. the time that we scored. Um, you know, it happened again against Spurs, and I think back, you know, um, to score goals. When we score goal, I talked about perhaps last season when we, when we got the goal and going at half time. It's a big deflation when a team's been at least equal with you and to actually go in losing, or that a team have been better than you and to go in drawing. You know, um, I think how are, we, how are we in this position? Um, it changes the game, it changes the manager's ideas. Um, you know, their manager would have to come out and say, You've done well first to half, but you're losing the game and we've got to go and chase. And when, of course, teams chase the game, it leaves them a little bit more exposed than perhaps they were if they were sitting in. So, uh, a couple of extra goals for us, as I say, flattered us a little bit. But Southampton did quite well. They've got a lot of uh, um, teams are in and around the top four, the title race, you might argue, still to play. Um, so they will have a say in, in it. And uh, 
I would say that if they play as well, and I've put that in inverted commas, as they did against Chelsea without necessarily the same result, they will cause one or two problems before the end of the season for clubs. Yeah, totally right. And I, you know, going back to what you were saying about uh, scoring at the right time, uh, I thought uh, I thought it was really interesting. You know, Kay here, what with the the whole captaincy issue. You know, with obviously JT leaving this year and. Aspilicueta got the armband uh, at Wembley because Cahill was out. Uh, but I, I, in, a, in a way, I think he showed his leadership qualities there. And I, Actually, do you know what? It was quite a JT-like goal. It's the kind of goal that JT would have come up with when we needed it, I thought. So I, th- I thought that was uh, you know, well played by Gary Cahill there. Uh, listen, um, we said about Gary Cahill this season, we've said about the defence, you know, uh, or, or I certainly haven't, and it's about time I, I sort of um, give him a G up and said, you know, he can put this down as a great season for himself and indeed his fellow defenders. Um, congratulations mm. to all in terms of the PFA uh, Player of the Year. Obviously, Kante getting the Player of the Year and the, and the two defenders getting in the PFA Team of the Year and so on. Congratulations to everyone concerned with that. Uh, but Gary Cale has uh, never sort of hidden away He's always stuck his chest out, a bit in the JT mould, if you like. Um, he is the captain. Um, he has been the main one, I have to say, the one people look at us when we look for leaders. And um, that goal was a perfect example of what JT was all about and what Gary Cale is stepping into. A perfect goal at a perfect time. And, mm. you know, true leadership qualities. Not just about goals, but it's a bit like saying, come on, lads, this is what it's about. I'll show you how to do it. Uh, and, you know, he took the lead. Um, he's had a great season, Gary Cale, and uh, a credit to him, and it was perfect timing. Mm, it was. It was also a brave goal as well, actually, Kerry, because, I mean, you know, Costa, I think, was about to, to try an overhead kick it, and he just went straight through everybody and put it in the back of the net. And, that's, you you know, like you said, that's what you want to see your captain doing. And I, 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 I'm a big fan of Gary Cahill's, as you know, so... I always like to try and defend him whenever we can. Um, talking of Costa, um, the man is back, like you and I ever doubted him. Of course, we didn't. Um, but, I mean, he had an assist uh, and he scored a good headed, go- a good-headed goal. And, uh, I mean, I have to say, much as I, I get very irritated, as you know, by what we like to call tick-attacker-type football, um, that, that last goal had me almost leaping out of the top of the Matthew Harding stand, almost into the bottom. It was superb, mate, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you have your money on it? Because for weeks now you've been saying you've been putting money on Costa to get his goal and so on. And, you know, it was a case of did he have his money at any time? But uh, if you if you did, uh, great. Yeah. If you didn't, well, well, you should have kept the faith. I know. Well, what, what do you think I did, Kerry? I think you had your money on. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I gave up and I stopped putting the money on. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It serves me right, doesn't I'll it? Be- but no, I mean, I don't think we ever really thought he was in bad form. But it, well, there you go. But I mean, you know, it was a really good performance by him. And I think, I wonder actually, in a sense, whether getting, uh, you know, left out for Batshuayi on 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 Saturday might have had some sort of an effect, kind of bucked him up a bit or made him a bit more determined. Who can say? Well, I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about that. Um, I don't know. Uh... You know, managers have got to do what they've got to do. They've rather got to put their arm around players. They've got to judge the personality. They've got to speak to them privately. They've got to leave them out. They've got to publicly rebuke them, which I don't necessarily go along with because there are many players who um, get better, I feel, for public uh, being publicly humiliated by your manager. Um, but there are one or two that, you know, managers might feel it's needed and they do it. 
and what response they get and what reaction they get is de- dependent upon what type of player you're, you're talking to and about. Um, leaving him out, that's why I said I was interested in hearing what was going through Conte's mind prior to the game at Wembley um, for these very reasons as to make an assumption as to why and what he might do in the future, what he has done in the past and why he did what he did. Um, I still don't know for sure, but if he's left Postal out and he got that reaction and he got a goal, I would have kept the faith. I wouldn't leave him out. Um, I still believe he is number one. Um, and just on that, no disrespect to Batshuayi, did okay, but when I always talk about and you listen to the show, players have to do it when they get the opportunity. What if Batshuayi had gone in, got a goal, got two goals, made a he could have finished the season, arguably. It made it hard for the manager to change it again. And it didn't happen. And, you know, we all say, have we got a player? Can he step in? Is it plan B? We still don't know. Um, so I wouldn't have left Costa out, but he got the reaction, just going back to your point. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he's back. He's scoring. He'll finish the season. And hopefully will finish the season with the double, with Costa top score. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, I, I absolutely, I, I think that you're you're right. He, he's, de- I mean, I think actually the interesting thing is now he's scored, and it has been a while since he scored. So you know, his confidence hopefully will be be right up there. And you know, he's got five more games, possibly five six more games for Chelsea in his entire career. So it'd be if he is going to go in the summer, it'd be good to see him go out with a bang. I mean, he's already got 19 goals for this season. So there's a chance he may, you know, he's got a chance to get, you know, 23, 24, 25, something like that. And the other interesting thing is he's hit 50 goals for the club quicker than Suarez did for Liverpool. And if you look, I mean, I think Suarez is a superb uh, striker. I don't like him, but I think he's a great striker. So, you know, I think it kind of shows you how good Costa is and actually how important he is to us. Uh, And talking of which, we're going to need him on Sunday, Kerry, aren't we? Because I think Everton, certainly on paper, that is a tough away game, I think. Yes, and there's a man in there, ranked, of course, that's been talked about in terms of the transfer market, formerly our player, and up against Diego Costa, of course. He talked about head-to-heads and points to prove uh, in terms of goal scoring. And I'm talking yeah. about Romelu Lukaku, who has had a great season again and will be wanting to prove a point to Chelsea and also be wanting to show Chelsea what they're missing if indeed Diego Costa wants to leave in the summer for any reason. So there's lots of issues surrounding that particular uh, pairing, but more importantly, um, Chelsea have to pick up. I would say at least a point, um, just to just to keep Spurs at bay. I know they've got difficult games, but I think a point um, is required. I know everyone will say, "Oh, well, we can afford to lose," and I've said it before in the past. We can. It's still it'll still be in our own hands, but it will just make it a little bit more squeaky, if you like, um, for everyone concerned. All the neutrals will be loving it and lapping it up if it were to go that way. Um, so I'd say we still need a point at Everton. I think we'll win our home games, by the way, uh, for all those that think I'm doubting the team. Um, I think we'll win the league. It's in our own hands. But I'll just say, to stop any impetus, to stop anyone trying to get um, into Chelsea and unsettle them a little bit, I think a point at Everton will be a good point. And I think that's what we should be at least going for. Well, you know what, I'm, I, I'm going to pick up on that because I think I think that's a very interesting angle to, to talk about before we just talk about the specifics. And I, and I think you're right, you know, in a sense, you've got Joshua Klitschko 
on Saturday night, and then you've got Costa Lukaku, which is the heavyweight challenge on the Sunday. But let's park that for a minute because, you know, I was going to ask you actually, given Spurs' form, is this a must win? And you've kind of answered that, saying actually we can get away with a draw. I mean, from what I understand, we basically still need 12 points out of our last five games uh, to absolutely ensure that we win. You know, that will make it mathematic that, you know, nobody else can catch us if we do that. Um, so actually, by that logic, you know, you're right. We we can afford to lose that game against Everton, but I think we would rather not because I don't want us to be in uh, any more pressure than we are already. Of course, turn that around, Kerry. And I mean, Arsenal, of course, have got, uh, sorry, Spurs have got Arsenal in the North London derby uh, after we kick off against Everton. So, I mean, do you see Spurs losing any points? Because, of course, the minute they do, it makes it much harder for them, doesn't it? Well, I have talked. I have said it before about you know pressure and who's the pressure on. And I've, I've cast aspersions on people saying that Spurs can put the pressure on Chelsea. The pressure is on Spurs. Chelsea can afford a loss. You know we can afford to lose at Everton. Um, I think mm. we'll get a point. I think I, I think we need a point. Um, and it, you know by getting a point, it keeps it all very much in our own hands. If we lose. It's still in our own hands. The pressure is very much on Spurs to win every game. But uh, I don't really want to have a situation where Chelsea are relying on other clubs all of a sudden, if we don't win, or if we don't, mm. that teams can take it off us. Um, and I want to keep, and I think the point would just keep everyone uh, in a balance and it would keep uh, all the doubters sort of quiet. I mean, you look at the Manchester United game prior to. People were coming up in the post. Is Conte going to blow it? Are Chelsea going to do a Newcastle and so on? Um, people will ask the questions if we don't get the results. So I think a point is important at Everton. But having said that, I think we'll get at least that. And um, I th- I, as I've said earlier, mm. earlier on in the show, we'll go on to win the league. Yeah, I mean the interesting uh, the, the interesting twist on that is that if if we lost to Everton and Spurs beat Arsenal. By the time we play Borough the following uh, week on Monday, Spurs will have played again. I forget who they played. But if they win that, they would actually be on top for the first time and we would be second. So the pressure might actually come back on us. Hence, I think, you know, and I don't doubt this for a minute, I, I'm sure Conte will drum it into them to, to go for the win on Sunday. He's not going to muck around with that. Um, and of course, you know, if he does that, uh, which he will, I'm sure, uh, I think Costa's going to be very important. And actually, the interesting thing is, you know, talking about Costa and Lukaku, as we were a minute ago, Costa's got a really good record against Everton. I think he scored four goals against them, a couple of assists. And Lukaku, on the other hand, has never scored against Chelsea. And actually, in my experience of watching him play against us, he often he often doesn't quite look at it when he plays us for some reason, apart from that cup match a couple I... of years ago when he scored. But, I mean, in the league, he's not really turned up. Well, I love what you just said, and, and I don't like what you just said because I'm a believer. I'm a superstitious person, and you know, I'm also <laughs> oh, someone. Dear. I'm also someone who, yeah, I'm also someone who believes in um, little things in football. There's teams you like to play against. There's teams you always seem to score against. There's teams you can't win against, and these things yeah. have a habit of them coming up time and time again. Um, so, if Costa has got a good record and scores against Everton, brilliant. If Lukaku doesn't turn up against Chelsea and or hasn't scored and doesn't do well against Chelsea, brilliant. But when you say never, the superstitious part comes in, never say never, because sure enough, something might go wrong. So I, I leave all the superstitions aside yeah, for well, one moment and look at the two teams, look at the game. 
I think Everton are decent at home. They're a decent side anyway. We do have problems there to a degree. I know I think we've got a decent record there overall, and certainly in the last 10 years. But we have had one or two mishaps up there, and one or two problems. Um, but like I said at United, I, I think it looks a draw. I, I said this about United, and we actually got beat. But it looks a draw to me. Um, and that's what I'll be mm. saying come towards the end of the show when you ask me what, what is my prediction. All right. I'm going to say a draw. But if Chelsea play mm. to the best of their abilities and turn up and once again if the hazards and then do their magic, I think Chelsea are the better team all round and more than capable of winning it. I'm, I'm edging, if it was a scale, I would say 55, 60% plus. So I'd look draw slightly Chelsea. Mm. Okay, well, I, I mean, obviously, I, my bum is squeaking like you wouldn't believe in the run into this season because obviously it means so much for us to win it. But I've got to be honest, Kerry, I, I, I really thought that, uh, that, that uh, you know, beating Spurs uh, last weekend was huge, actually. I, and I think it was huge from a psychological uh, to, you know, impact for the for, for Chelsea. Forget Spurs. I think it was huge for us because you know everybody's been bigging Spurs up for the last few weeks, saying how fantastic they are. All the momentum's with them. They're the best team in the league, not us. You know all this rubbish. And and I mean, okay, yeah, they did play very well against us. They are a good team. You expect that, but we still beat them and we beat them well. And I think the last ten minutes of that game, you know, after that Matic goal went in, we were all over them like a rash. And I felt that I, I could feel that there was a bit of an upsurge in our confidence after that. And I think that also played out against Southampton, who, who didn't just turn up to make the numbers on Tuesday. They were they were a decent team, as I said earlier. Um, and at the end of the day, we beat them comfortably. So I, I actually think that the team's confidence is high. Hazard's playing out of his skin. Costa's scoring again. So I'm actually feeling a bit more positive than I normally do. So the only caveat I have, which is kind of final question for today, really, before we, we stick our colours to the mast... The only concern I have is this 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 conceding goals all the time. I mean, we haven't kept a, a clean sheet in the league since January the twenty second against Hull, and we've that, that's eleven games that we've uh, conceded goals in since then. Um, and it is a concern. I mean, what, why do you think that's happening? Is it just bad luck? Just is it just coincidental, or is there something a bit more serious at, at the root of it? Yeah, I actually think, and I've thought all along, the two boys, uh, Kale and Louise, of course, got into the PFA team of the year, uh, voted by their peers. Um, as Penny Coetta, might, it might be argued, was very unlucky not to join them in, in, in that team of the year. Um, mm. But I've always said, is it, am I convinced? I don't know. And I, I, people will argue, I've got, you've got to be convinced. Um, uh, record and where they are and what they've done and how it's working for the team since it's changed and we've gone to three at the back. Um, it's got to be convincing. Um, but I can't help but not be totally convinced, I'm afraid. And you ask me why goals are going in. No one is immune to another team scoring a goal. Um, and we as a three, there'll be questions asked next year if everything's the same and we, we go with the same strategies and we go into Europe using the same things. Will teams find us out? Will better players be able to pull us apart? Will will different things happen? Um, all the questions going to be asked next year because undoubtedly we will be in the Champions League. That, you know that's a no-brainer. So different questions will be asked from different teams doing different things. At the moment, it works in the Premier League. It, it was new. It, it happened, and it might well take us to the league. I'm still 
not totally convinced, and you know, I don't mind taking a hammer off of the listeners or whatever. I'm still not totally convinced about it. Um, maybe two or three years down the line, when it's when everyone in Europe is playing free at the back and it's a master stroke and it's all great and we started it, I might change my mind. But at the moment, I'm a little bit sceptical. You ask why teams are scoring goals? Have they found us out? Have people decided to go in different areas? The two older midfield players which were employed in front of the back three, um, are people looking at the game differently? You know, I don't know. I don't know the answers. And that's why Antonio Conte is the manager earning his crust, getting what he's getting to um, get the answers to the, them questions um, and and actually solve it. In, um, but I'll, I'll finish off on my rant, if you like, with as long as we score more than them, <laughs> we win the game. Well, I, I think that's a very good way to finish on, in fact, and I, I think suitably for our predictions as well. Uh, I mean, you've, you've already said you're going to go for a draw, Kerry. What, what's it going to be? A, one, a nil-nil, 1-1, one, 2-2? One, two, two? What, what are you going to go well, for? Well, like you just said, it's, it, we will concede a goal, like you, you feel. Um, one all. Um, it might yeah. be argued, in view of what we've just said, Lukaku will cost a one each. Um, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I'll, look, I'm going to go draw. Stroke Chelsea win. That, that's what I'm looking at. I, I, Everton mm. could win the game if we have an yeah. off day. But that, we will need to have an off day. If we're, we're 100%, I don't think Everton will beat us. But it could be a draw. Yeah, that's a very I, I, that's very sound advice. I think. I mean, you know, I, I I've just got a sneaking suspicion that, as I said, psychologically we're in a good place, and with Costa scoring again. You know, I think that that's important. So I'm I'm going to go two one. So I'm I'm kind of almost agreeing with you. I just think that we we've got what we're one goal better than them basically. But I do, I do worry about our, our our inability to keep a clean sheet at the moment. So I I have a feeling they might score. Whether it's Lukaku or not is a is a moot point. As I said, he's not scored against us in the league, but he has scored against us in the cup. So. Uh, you know, I know you were you were going on about the superstition earlier on, so I think but that's our get-out clause for that because he has scored against us, but it was in the cup. But there you go. Either way, it's going to be great fun on Sunday, as always. Gr- uh, good luck uh, and safe travels to everybody who's going up there on Sunday. Sadly, I shall be watching it in my armchair, as I suspect you will be too, Kerry. Very much so. Um, and I endorse them comments. And uh, good luck for everyone, and hopefully you'll be singing on the way home. Marvellous stuff. I, I certainly hope everybody will be, and I will be too, and my wife will probably get annoyed, but that's my problem. Um, Kerry, great to speak to you as always, mate. Uh, have a cracking weekend. Enjoy the game. And, and you and I will catch up next week. Look forward to it already. Thanks, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.